0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The attacks continue in Israel, the bombs continue to fly from Hamas, the response continues with force. But how did this one start? And what's with people taking a look at President Trump and the Abraham Accords and saying, oh, like that mattered? You think this all has to do with moving an embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? Since when is it wrong to recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization as it is? If you saw me on Newsmax just yesterday, man, you know. I delivered on that subject, Tony Katz Tony Katz today, it is so good to be with you, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio Parlor, Instagram, Twitter at Tony Katz, let's dig in deeper to what's going on, why it's going on, the response and how it stops, Aviv Ezra joins us right now he is the Consulate General of Israel to the Midwest based out of Chicago, he uh, cares for the entire Midwest region of the United States, Uh, sir, it's always good to have you back, let's start with uh, the basics this began just a few days ago if you will this this specific bit of fighting uh, but the question is how did this begin and how has it turned into the level of bombing hundreds of bombs launched from hamas into israel as we've seen
1: well good morning and once again thank you for having me on your show uh Look, this was, as you said, extremely tense, 48 hours. I just talked to my parents. They're sitting in shelters uh, being bombed. Uh, Reminds me of the days of the Second World War. This is obviously unacceptable. Uh, Thousand rockets until now, millions in shelter, death, injured. And uh, (laughs) I continue to ask the same question before we go into the roots of where it's coming from. But I continue to ask the same question. That I've asked in the past, the WWAD question What should America do? What would America do if something like this would have happened? If not a thousand, a hundred rockets would rain on on your citizen, or ten rockets, or one rocket will will rain on the citizen. I know what America would do. America will exercise its right for self defense.
0: Uh, On this, uh, I believe, I would like to believe that's correct, but sometimes with uh, today's power structure, I'm not 100% sure. The reports are that you have dozens of Palestinians dead, you have Israelis dead. This all starts with, as I have read the reporting, rocks being thrown at Jews, at Israelis, at the Temple Mount. How did this specific fight escalate?
1: Okay, so so first of all, you know, let's talk about what happened in the last three weeks. We're talking about a combination of, uh, of uh, the Ramadan, the holy Muslim uh, month of Ramadan, and a political situation where Hamas was left out and, uh, and uh, an election that was canceled, so Hamas was left out from an opportunity to take control of the, of the Palestinian Authority, and they wanted to project relevance, and they were looking for an excuse. So what happened is that it began with terror attacks in Judea and Samaria, where they killed Jews, and then there were attacks against Jews and Israelis in the old city of Jerusalem, and then there were attacks at worshippers in the Western Wall from El Aqsa, and then they escalated it to rockets at Jerusalem the same Jerusalem that supposedly they are attempting to protect. Now they're shooting at it. And then they escalated to rockets at the south part of Israel, and now they cover the entire state of Israel, as I mentioned, with a 1,000 rockets. But, but you know, this truth be told, Tony, that we need to zoom out and understand that this, these are just excuses that they are looking for in order to escalate the situation. Because we, what we have here is a choice between a radical vicious, murderous regime in the shape of Hamas? Or are we supporting a liberal democracy, fighting for its life and democratic values, democracy's values in a tough neighborhood?
0: Talking to Aviv Ezra, he is the Council General of Israel to the Midwest of the United States. Discuss with me, uh, if, if, if you would, sir, when you talk about a thousand rockets, a thousand missiles raining down on Israel, who, the the funding of this uh, comes from Iran. Iran funds Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. On this, I make no uh, dis- disagreement. But from where are these missiles coming that a thousand missiles can land all over Israel? So you hit the nail on its
1: head because the source of the financing is Iran, but it's not just the source of financing. It's the source of the technology, the source of the know-how, and the source of the ability, the self-ability for them to self-produce. What they have been doing since 2014, while Israel was investing in peace accords with other moderate Arab regimes, which, by the way, is working superb due to the previous administration's uh, initiative, Uh, While we were working with moderate Arab regimes to build peace, they were preparing for war. And then they prepared in a way that they have their self-ability to produce more. They have the self-technology and the know-how from Iran. And they have the materials in what we call a dual-use material. So on the one hand, they're complaining that we are limiting uh, certain materials for them to, for example, construct... uh, Civilian homes, etc. But on the other hand, we know that they take this material and they use it to build rockets against us. No doubt about that.
0: So you have we we know, as I said, Iran is is doing the funding because this entire conversation still is uh, about Iran and Iran wanting to wipe Israel. Off the map. This is what brings in the conversation of President Joe Biden and brings in the conversation of the Abraham Accords and former President Donald Trump. Is it seen that because Joe Biden is now president of the United States, Hamas and Iran feel more emboldened to attack Israel because they believe that Israel does not have backup from the U.S.?
1: Well, we know that uh, in that choice that I described be- between uh, uh, a liberal democracy fighting for its life and between a radical, vicious, murderous regime like Hamas, we know that the American people and the American elected officials, uh, in, a, in a transcending administration and in a bipartisan manner, and again, I'm uh, putting aside certain radical elements, uh, are full gear supporting Israel's right for self defense. The Secretary of State. Uh, called the Foreign Minister, uh, Secretary of State Bill Blinken, called Foreign Minister Ashkenazi, uh, the National Security Advisor, called our National Security Advisor, and they understand that Israel cannot stand down while our citizens and civilians are being harassed and attacked on a daily basis.
0: So now let's get into the heavy stuff, sir. Talking to Aviv Ezra, the Council General of Israel, to the Midwest of the United States. I want to get into where this ends. I want to know from you, sir, what is Israel's plan? We've heard the talk from from Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I also would like to know where Benny Gans is on this, as he will soon be taking over, unless, of course, that's changed as well. It's Israeli politics. It's difficult to keep up. He has said that the response will be fierce. He has said, uh, he has even referred to it as attack. That's the quote that's attributed to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The question is... Is this the moment that Israel says Hamas is no more? Is this the moment that Israel says we're fully prepared to take the Gaza Strip back? Is this Israel saying enough is enough? Or is this Israel being the standard Israels we've seen it, which is sometimes, for some of us, far too kind, and saying as long as it stops, we'll try and figure out peace one more time?
1: It- it's a very important junction, and I understand the distinction you're making. I, I think what's pretty clear to everybody is appeasing, the appeasement uh, towards Hamas doesn't work. Appeasing them and trying to find, and this is what we try to do, to seek equilibrium with them. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work with an organization that seeks to annihilate who you are, what you are, and your entire existence. <laughs> it, the, only, the best thing that can happen with them is that you're kicking the can down the road. So the cabinet needs to make a decision. And as you said, the prime minister said that the gloves are off right now and go after all of the Hamas interests. And you can you can actually map them. There's a the roadmap. There's a the fin- the, the financial interests. There are uh, people that are uh, that are uh, Hamas interest in Gaza, Hamas interest in the West Bank, Hamas interest in even in Jerusalem. You have there uh, many of their operatives that are now in Israeli jail are still conducting and running the show from Israeli jails because we are not pressing them enough. There are many ways that we can do it, and I think you're right, the the, the gentle approach, which could be called appeasement, does not work with a radical, vicious murder regime like Hamas, no doubt about it.
0: I know sometimes I've been called very, very direct, and you and I have known each other for a little while now. This is not your first time on the show, so allow me to be Mm -hmm. a lot direct. Is Israel and Israeli leadership prepared for war with Iran, and can it happen now?
1: Look, with Iran, uh, which which you're zooming out now from the Hamas conflict to Iran, which I think you're doing in a a rightly manner, because at the end of the day, Hamas is a proxy of Iran. With Iran, we have a very clear um, uh, policy, and the the policy is that because of the same rationale that this is a uh, a regime that... uh, is sworn to annihilate Israel, we will make sure that they will not have nuclear capabilities uh, come, come down the road. I'm not going to elaborate exactly our roadmap and, and our plans, but we are committed to that. And the reason we're committed to that, it's not because it's just a, a game for us in the backyard or something. This is an existential threat for the state of Israel. And therefore, when we say that we're committed to prevent them from going nuclear, being able to have a red button with, a bu- with, with, with an opportunity to press it against us, is that we are committed with all the capacity that we have within our hands, including working with our friends that should understand that uh, having a radical regime like Iran with a nuclear capability is bad news, not just for their friends in Israel, not for their allies in the GCC countries, but rather for the entire world.
0: Those friends would... Con- would include the United States. And there was no argument that when President Trump was president, uh, that it was. You have Joe Biden getting back into the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is to say the Iran nuclear deal. You have uh, people who are part of his administration, like John Kerry, who have, according to sources including the Iranians, been uh, giving information to the Iranians about Israeli movements and actions. Does Israel consider the Biden administration and therefore the United States a friend at this time and maybe a better question, a strong friend to join them in the fight against terrorism and Iran's spreading of terrorism? Look, when it
1: comes to the JCPOA, we are very clear. We're very clear with the with this administration, with past administration. We think it's wrong to kick the can down the road. We think that sunset... Uh, Provisions over there that uh, disappear after 10 years, 12 years, and get them to the nuclear uh, uh, path 10 years from now is is wrong because it's 10 years is nothing. It's short uh, distance in in history. We think that uh, uh, we are not in 2015 anymore. This is a totally different ball game. We know that they lie to the United States. We know they lie to the world. We know that they are. Uh, in reaching for 60%, which means that there, there's no other reason to do it unless you want to go for a military program. And we know that at the end of the day, these guys are very good negotiators. So, we, uh, what we are doing with this current administration, by administration, is making sure that, A, you know, we don't, a- allies should not be surprised. And again, it's not just Israel, it's also Bahrain and the UAE and Saudi and Egypt. Nobody wants, and Jordan, nobody wants to see Iran go nuclear. This is one of the biggest mistakes is that people think it's just an Israeli personal matter here. <laughs> this should be a European matter. This should be a Gulf country, G- GCC countries matter. It should be, of course, the United States matter. Nobody wants to see them go nuclear. And at the end of the day, I think the first thing is not to surprise allies. So we need to be part of, of the process. And, uh, and also, when there is a friction, we have to do it in a smart way to prepare to prevent the other side from utilizing it against
0: us. I don't disagree with anything you said, but it wasn't the, the, the question I asked. Do, do Israelis believe they have a friend in the Biden administration?
1: We, we, know, we know President Biden for 47 years. We believe and we know that uh, his kishkes kish, within inside. He's uh, he committed to Israel's right for self-defense. He's committed to Israel's right uh, for sovereignty. He is he's a, he's a big friend of Israel. Does that mean that we're not going to have frictions? that we're going to have misunderstandings? No, it's, it's OK we're even within the families to have misunderstandings. But as I said before, the idea is not to surprise each other. And the idea is to make sure that your allies' interests are taken care of while you're progressing with other interests around the world. And we are working to achieve that well, with the Biden administration. I, I agree with you that we didn't have that challenge with the Trump administration, because we saw eye to eye on, I would say, 100 percent of the topics, including moving the embassy to Jerusalem, including recognizing our rights on the Golan Heights, including uh, many, many other topics, including JCPOA, of course, first and foremost. So I agree that in the previous administration it was 100 percent sync. it doesn't mean that we don't have a superb support from the Biden administration, but we do have uh, certain frictions that needs to be addressed, and that's that's why we're that's why we have diplomats in in Washington and in Israel.
0: Look, there are always family uh, squabbles, but it's important at times like these to know who is Mishpuka. Aviv Ezra, <laughs> the council general. Uh, from Israel to the Midwest, uh, I, I'm not sure if you're in the U.S. or in Israel right now, uh, but certainly I hope for for uh, your your parents uh, stay safe and stay well and stay healthy. And we will check in with you uh, possibly later uh, this week uh, and into the future weeks about what's been going on. Aviv Ezra, always uh pleasure so sir. By the Thank way, you, you can so follow. Thank you so much. I
1: pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for the peace of Israel.
0: Thank you so much. You can follow Aviv on Twitter at a v i v e. Z-R-A. That is Aviv Ezra. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.